Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Boom, dee dee dum dee dee ding 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 boom dee dee dum dee dee ding 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 boom dee dee dum dee 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 ding dee 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 Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I am Andy. And I am Alistair George William mm. Trombley mm. Mm. Birchall. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes, I love it. I love that about you. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would, if I would, if I would, if you, you put a gun to my head, right? Mm-hmm. If you put a gun to my head and said, say your fi- favorite things about me. Yeah. One of them. You know, I, you, I got a list. I got a list. Five things. Yeah. One of the top five things would be your Alastair George William Trombley Birchall. You know what's crazy is that I'm number putting two, it in someone's number head, two. <laughs> and then I'm asking a question with no wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like yeah, you're putting a gun to somebody's head, and then. But but you're also asking them to say then nice things about you, which is very yeah. often you know difficult to difficult to think of in a in a situation where you're being th- the person you're trying to think of nice things about is threatening to kill you, you know. So yeah. I mean, one of my things might be the vast majority of my our relationship, you've never put a gun to my head. You know that That's that so would nice. be on the yeah. list. Oh well, but then would you be able to say that on that day? Yeah, well, that's why I said the vast majority. Oh, the vast you know. majority. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, 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 I mean, if I, if, I, if I mistakenly say, you've never put a gun to my head, yeah. okay, I think, I think that's a, that's a mistake. Think because that leads I to me think, putting another gun to your head. Well, two guns. Yeah. <laughs> I uh. think I've never seen a, uh, uh, an image in a movie. Where somebody holds two guns to somebody's head, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean that's well, a great that's a great hypothetical, isn't it? You know, the traditional is gun to your head. Um, would you rather uh, eat your dad's foot or your brother's elbow? Right? But yeah. no one ever, and, and they say, oh, I don't know, brother's elbow. Right? What about yeah, two guns to your head? The right, all <laughs> <laughs> no, in dad's foot. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's it's it's interesting, isn't it? That additional guns to your head, you can yeah. double the amount of. In a way, a gun to your head is like the number infinity, because you can double it, and it doesn't really change the value. Yeah, that's you know, true. Two yeah, guns you're, you're, to your you're head. Still, basically, in the same situation. Mm. Mm. If anything, oh, I mean. Technically, you could potentially be in a better situation, maybe. Well, the bullets could could smash into each other and, oh, that's right. yeah. <laughs> and stop, deflect each other they somehow. They stop each other from getting all the way through. All the way through. But I think maybe that would be I mean, bad as well. Maybe you want the bullet to go all the way through. Yeah, you want to have stop. just a, a, hole, a see-through hole and from a hole that you can see through from one side of the head to the other. I think a clean exit, you know. 
then I, it's less complicated I think that the bullet there's out. a chance. I think it's that scenario where, you know, you throw too many coins up in the air and a person might not be able to catch a single one, right? I think it's sure. that if you were trying to get out of that situation by, mm. say, slapping the person's arms or something like that and moving them yep. away from you, yep. they've got a decision to make, mm. which, which is which, which trigger do, do I pull? Trigger, or do I do trigger both? Yeah. yeah. And that kind of puts you in a situation where... Maybe it buys you like a, a millisecond. And that might be all you need, you know, to get oh, your yeah. two guns out. Yeah, exactly. And put them to their head. <laughs> I, I think a scene where, I don't know, I don't know how this is a sketch, mm. but, okay, I'll tell you what's a sketch. Two guns, one head. <laughs> two. <laughs> oh, and this might not even be a sketch either, but... I tell you what would make a great, great action movie yeah. is is it's called it's called Three Guns, right? And it's a it's a it's a character who's found a third way to hold a gun. And, oh, so there's the yeah. upwards. There's on the side. No, and then there's no. the upside down. No, 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 no. So he's now able to hold three guns. Oh, okay, right, is what right, I'm right. saying, and and shoot them simultaneously. Maybe he's found a way to shoot a gun with his face, and yeah, you know, because nothing's cooler than somebody holding two guns. Pulls the trigger with his tongue. Oh, oh just the, re- the thought of the, the recoil. recoil. <laughs> Just shredding your teeth. But that's what three guns, that's his thing. He's worked hard to develop. Yeah. It might, maybe <laughs> I, he just I, wears a mouth guard. Yeah. Or maybe he's got a new type of gun. I don't know. Yeah, no, I but, like this, uh, this character, three guns. His character <laughs> trait is that he he can he holds three guns at once. <laughs> I mean, because it's got to be the face. Because if you hold one with your foot, no matter how... Mm adept you are at pulling the trigger with your toes the compromises that you've had to make in your overall stability and mobility are are i think are going to outweigh the benefits of having that additional gun yeah I, i would suggest that to hold it with your foot you have to sort of be laying on your back and yes pushing yourself along with one leg on a little trolley maybe even holding it with one foot up against the other foot's ankle to stabilize it. Mm. And then one of the little toes there. Feels like the big mm. toe is the only one that could really have the strength to pull off the the task of pulling the trigger. Mm. Mm. Um, unless Yeah, it would know, it would guns, have to be. Unless three guns has developed some kind of very strong pinky toe or something. I think I can Well, I mean, I can it, push that, my I pinky mean, a way toe that's outwards. like the pink the, the big the big the big toe is the thumb of the foot, right? It, they, That's right. And the it would be very strange to pull the trigger of a gun with your thumb. Right? That's true. Yeah, but yeah, I reckon I, that, unless you are holding the gun sort of backwards and pointing towards you, in which case that makes quite a lot of sense. I know, but I think the index finger of the foot is one of the weakest of all your body parts. Mm. You could almost, yeah. You're right. Of all the toes, like I mean, you might be able to curl it to hold a to hold like a coin, pick up a coin or something like that. But I don't think it gets any strength until it's almost all the way curled. 
Do you know this about me, Alistair, that I can't, I, I've had the tendons cut in those toes, the ones adjacent oh. to my big toe, the next one along? It, it sounds a little bit familiar, yeah. but I don't remember I was why. A was it small boy. They were so curled over. The doctors said, this is fucked. We've got it. We've got it. He's going he's gonna to smash these into the ground. He's not going to be able to walk properly. Cause he's, yeah. He's got such hunched second toes. And so they, yeah. they took him to the hospital and cut the tendons in both of them. And now they sort of stick straight out like little, you know, little little prongs. But little they're very like, feeble. Um... They're, very, they're very skinny and, yeah, pathetic little, um, little, little toe. Um, Don't worry, all I think, the... I think almost every toe is pathetic. <laughs> I think that's well. Why... They're shorter now than the third toe. If I can straighten that out, um, I think the um, I think people who have a fetish for feet, mm. there is something about loving. I mean, like, because if if you're into toes and stuff like that, it's. You're really embracing patheticness, right? Like, yeah, you know, I I get yeah. that the foot does a lot of heavy lifting, mm. right? Does a mm. lot of the important work of the body, right? It it withstands the impact of the entire weight of your, you know, flesh mass. But that, but again, that's a very that's a very beta thing to do. You know, it's very submissive to be sure. to let yourself be used in that way. Yeah. But at the yeah, but but then, it's also kind of gross and really like pathetic down there. The toes, it's mm. like you know, it's like they, it's like they're in between usefulness, you know, like they used to be these things that we you know evolutionarily yeah. speaking, they yeah. could grip trees and would allow us to. Climb it's a fallen and empire. Dangle things like that, but now at the moment they're, they're a bunch of mutations looking for a purpose. Well, I mean, I think they're they're vestigial and they're really just just waiting for the end. You know, they're 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 <laughs> clinging to the glory days. But the the sooner they wither and disappear entirely, mm. the better. As and far we can as I'm run on our, on our ankle stump. <laughs> no, I mean, I still want a foot. I just no, don't no, no. want the toes. Think about it. Think about it. if it just stopped. Mm. Right. All you need is that you'd need that ankle joint to allow for the distribution of impact, right? The weight distribution. So you kind of want, still want the ankle yeah. Um, so that you can do that kind of curly, or that basically, you know, you land and then you kind of move you the roll energy a backwards. little bit. Yeah, yeah. sure. Right. Um, but then you could probably just cut it off there and have like a sort of like a hoof, like an ankle hoof. No, yeah. t- no, no nails. I don't think then, I don't think I have a single use for the toenails. I think I think the balancing. I mean, I don't either, and that's one of the worst things about my feet. My toenails are going real bad. But, oh no! Yeah, I got to do something about it. But this and this is awful to listen to. But but I think, Alistair, <laughs> if you're if you're getting rid of the foot altogether, you're getting rid of mm. that flat surface, and you're condemning yourself to a life of unsta- uh, being an unstable at an unstable equilibrium. Right? You're constantly having to balance. You're balancing all the time. You know, there's 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 no rest. That's a, that's a curse in a way. I know. I think I think there'd be rest. I mean, a horse rests. 
Your horse has four legs on the yeah. stair. You know, an elephant rests. It I know I'm naming. It, it doesn't rest on its on its uh, on two legs. I know, but both halves are resting mm. <laughs> separately. I would say there is a there is a perfectly valid bipedal lifestyle available to humans. We can remain bipedal, and we can yeah. choose to walk on one hand and one leg. You know. You think that would and be then, better? And then you'd, you, well, it'd be interesting. It'd be different. Oh, that's true. You'd have one foot now free to see what it can do. It's, yeah. Well, that's, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, that means that we've got, we've got four bipedal options. Uh, we, uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Right? But the we one that I'm most interested in, I think, is, yeah. is one hand, one leg up and you about. Don't think, you don't think two hands would be a good, a good move? I uh, I think that's going too far. I'm interested in equality and I'm interested in affirmative action. And I think um, giving, you know, elevating a foot to the position of a hand um, on a quota system, yeah. you know, 50% representation sure, um, but, but might be what's you, necessary. You're all, about, you're all about equality, but you don't mind f- entirely fucking up one side of your body. You know, like your back and everything like that. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, I think sometimes you've got to pay a certain price. Um, that's right. What what to you might seem like fucking up your back, you know, yeah. is is just the price that you have to pay. That's right. I've got for the, for the got privilege that you've along, enjoyed. I've got walking along my my axis of symmetry privilege. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's hard yeah. for you. To... <laughs> <laughs> now, Alistair, is this is this a sketch in some way? Well, I don't know I what. That, again, I it's think, one of those ones where I don't know what it's saying politically, but it feels like there's something well, there. This could I be think, a new kind of woke well, that the right are worried about. I think um, the four bipedal options mm. is a sketch, and then right. add add the arguments. Or equality. Mm, mm. It's a political thing. It's a quota thing. Of the limbs. Um, but then, is the neck being left out as a limb? Oh, it's a it's a good question. Uh, it is. It is. It is quite limmy, isn't it? It's pretty limmy. L i m m y. It's an even it's an even more challenging thing to walk using, say, one arm and your head. Yeah. And well, then head now you've got you've got you've got two legs and a hand free. Kind of almost makes you think that maybe that the head is a foot gone rogue. Yeah. You know, is a Got, it got too big for its, its boots. So yeah, oh, oh, yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> you picturing a big boot on a head? Uh, but, well, mine was, uh, yeah, I am. Yes, I am. But, you know, you you could probably come up with a prosthetic hat that um, goes on top of the head and then extends it to the length of an arm. Right, so that you now can walk. Right, okay, because Alastair, the head mm. can, um, it actually do, it doesn't. Ha, it for, 
it's it for, for all its flexibility and its functionality, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a waste of a limb having it up there. When the you think about yeah, you think about um, if if it was used for walking, if the head was used for walking, now you have one arm which can grab and two feet which can sort of grab a bit free, right? And you can use one other arm to assist with the walking. But I think from like a you know from a productivity perspective reallocating the head stumpy flexibility to walking which is becoming we we have to do less and less so the yeah. the head can probably you, you you know be used for that as necessary and then you've got your arm and your legs free to do other things to do productive yeah. work I think I think makes a lot of sense because because the, the head can multitask. It can still think and talk while it's being used as a stump as well as a walking. That's stump. true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we I, could, yeah, you could rest this on. This could it. be this could be a productivity hack for um for the for the already mega successful. We've yeah, we've well, talked about it on the podcast in the past. How do you get from, you know being already super successful to being super duper successful. And yeah, that's, that's where these, you know, these small incremental changes um, can really have a big impact. You know, we're so looking would, at refining the last. What would yeah. the sort of the left arm and left foot that are now in the air? Mm, and, and the other and the right foot as well is in the air. So I'm, right I'm using, yeah. One arm and one head. One arm and one head are now walking and balancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, all all it's, all sorts of stuff. You it's know. the it's the launching. You know, imagine yourself sprinting <laughs> with, with with a head foot. It's, I think it. I think it would be horrible to watch somebody approaching you in that way. <laughs> oh, don't, I think it'd be really I mean, confronting. <laughs> And I mean, I think it would also be horrible to do it. <laughs> yes, yes, but it would be so disturbing to see somebody flopping and wobbling towards you two feet in the air um, that I think it would it would scare you enough to to put you off guard, and that actually mm. puts the person approaching you in that way in quite a dominant, powerful position. It is a real power move. It's a it's a power stance. It's an alpha move. To yeah, do that, absolutely, and it's got to give you the upper upper hand, or in that this case, the the two upper feet to mm, in any right. negotiating scenario, and one slightly lower but still higher than the other hand. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what this does for humanity mm. in the years to come. Yeah, I think it's a shame. It's a shame that it wouldn't really work with one head and one foot. I think that would be too difficult to pull off. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. Um, Somebody, this is this is this is a good thing to put in a Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, if they haven't I think done this, Cirque du Soleil should do more horror. Having not never mm. seen a single Cirque yeah. du Soleil. Um, but you know, I think horror those circus. bodies. Yeah, horror circus. I think those those bodies seem trained for terrifying. Mm. Real bloody horror show, mate. 
every person on the trapeze falls to their tooth <laughs> and they break bones and stuff. It's a real sicko circus, this one. I mean, it would also be good if you could, if they could break bones without hurting themselves. <laughs> um, like, if that there was a way good. they could, they could hit the ground, make it sound like they've broken their bones, but they're actually fine. Well, I mean, you can get your bones replaced, right? Now, you can definitely get your really? hip replaced. You can get a hip replacement, right? Yeah, it's a joint, and but it, it is a. I guess it is a. No, they can do a full bone. hip replacement where they replace that whole. Oh, maybe I'm wrong about this. That bit of the in pelvis? my mind, they replace the replace the whole pelvis. That's probably not true, right? They don't um, do that. No, I don't think they they do full pelvis replacement. Maybe, but, I mean, but say you're I replacing. They keep the bit at least the 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 sort of the the collarbone bit of it around mm. the around the groin and butt area. They probably at least keep that. They got to, and they, they hang everything to. off of it. I don't know why I've been imagining. Every time I think about a hip replacement, in my mind they're replacing the full pelvis, but they're not, are they? Of course, they're replacing that that knob on the end just, of the femur, just the ball and socket, the ball and the socket, indeed. But but I guess it also my depends point on what, yeah. is if we can replace bones, why yeah. are we just replacing them with uh, an exact replica of the existing bone? Why not mm. replace it with a cool kind of joint hinge? halfway down the bone, right, yeah. that allows you to get an extra point of articulation in there, but also cool sort of re-breakable thing where you can, for comic or horror purposes, break that bone, snap the femur, see the leg flailing out to the side, right? Yeah. They know it's not really broken. They can just flop it and pop it back in. The old flop it and flop Flopping it. and popping. Yep. It's a new dance style. It is. <laughs> it's where you make it look like you keep breaking your bones. But well, I reckon we've probably gone is... about as far as we can in terms of dance with the existing points of articulation in the human body. And if keep... we want to, if we want to go anywhere, we've got to start introducing a few more. Yeah, revolutionise dancing with new joints. Mm-hmm. Come down to our joint. Um. That's, That's right, one of Alistair. the low joints. That's the shin joint. Um, yeah, and watch the shin joint because oh. you know that you know that pe- that that three that that three part pendulum that kind of is so mm. complicated. You can it's hardly it's hardly possible to model how you know the yeah. chaos that it produces. Oh, right? the chaos! You can you could now do that with your just by with just the dangling bits from your knee. You just got that joint in your shin, then you got the ankle, and then you got the toes and everything like that. It would just be flailing. It'd probably be a new martial art. Do you are you picturing anything of what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> it's horrific. It's really not so good. Wait, what am I writing down here? New joints to revolutionize dancing. Yeah, that's right. And I've you know, never I'm had picturing so many people standing out the front of my house, and I don't know why they're all just talking. There might be the house well, next door is going for a so gathering, for are they? Yeah, they're uh, having their their lockdown picnic just outside of my house. Sure, um, I think that's a good that's a good thing to do, good thing to introduce into society is a as a new kind of quite aggressive form of picnicking. It's mm. a Sort of it's offensive a, picnicking. It's, it's offensive, offensive picnicking, exactly. It's uh, breaking and entering and picnicking. So 
that you will bust into people's houses or you'll, you'll scale the fence. <laughs> yeah, you'll scale the fence into their backyard. Mm. You've all got your balaclavas on. Um, and you've you've got your your bag full of snacks, and you sit down, and you have yourself a picnic. We're picnicking at eighty six degrees. This is not temperature wise. I don't know both temperature and the gradient of the ground. You're wow, both the on. temperature and the gradient, and this is Celsius. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, and you're essentially sitting on a dam wall. Mm, wow, you know, like one of those dams. Yeah, like yeah. the Hoover Dam. Yeah, cool. How does the food stay on the picnic basket? Gyroscopes or Velcro? Um, Gimbals? You know, could, could be. You have, might have to screw it into the into the damn wall. Oh, wow. Crampons and or what are they? No, yeah, crampons, crampons are things you put on your feet. Yeah, you, even just to, just to keep picnicking, you got to stick your fist in one of those little gaps oh, just to hold yourself up. That's a really interesting way to use a fist. Mm. As a, what are you using it as? There, it's a as a as a, almost like a mortar bolt, an you're expansion like, it's like the ball bolt. in a socket, a ball and socket. It you're, is. You're, you're the ball, yeah. And you get it in Be there the ball. first, though. Isn't that crazy that they use it to like hold themselves up? But you're not holding on to anything. You're just hoping that your fist is big enough mm. to clench that, fill, so that it's you're making the wall clench on your fist. Hmm. Yeah, cool it's like, man. It's like if you, if like if you, um, somebody was making a circle with their arms, right? Yep. And then you got in there and then widened your widened yourself enough to turn their circle into a hug. Mm. You know, you get into that circle, and then yep. you spread yourself out so that they're touching you all the way around. Yeah. And then you turn. It's like you know, you use that. Use you're, their circle. You're sort of you're stealing a hug there, though. That feels wrong. Yeah, that, but you know that, you're, that you're person steal, just wanted to a, make a circle with their arms. You, hey, well, you're stealing a grab from that from that wall. But I suppose if they're making a circle with their arms, yeah, and you need a hug, and yeah. that circle is otherwise going to go to waste. There's a chance unless somebody's sort of shooting hoops into it or something. Yeah. But I think it's it's there's a chance that it's defensible to steal that hug on the basis of of preventing um preventing wastage. There could be a a, a persuasive moral argument for why it's yeah. okay. Well, you um, heard of the chili peppers suck my kiss if you heard of suck my hug? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, hang on. You could you, you could argue you could argue that how could how could you suck a hug? Well, you know, you're you could argue that maybe they're creating the aerodynamic uh, scenario. You know, some kind mm. of you know some kind of low pressure system that, at least intellectually, force makes you want to get into there. Mm. And you ideological know, in there. <laughs> low pressure, an intellectual low pressure system. Yeah, yeah, great. Alistair, have we written down anything today? I've written down three things. Oh, that's terrific! I'm yeah. really excited to learn what they are by the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll recognize every single one. Mm, They're all things sure. that you have played a part in saying. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I thought, I'd change, I thought I'd mix it around today. <laughs> yeah. I think one time you should just write down stuff that's unrelated to the comic, anything that you think of. Okay. One time you should not, you should just keep all your thoughts to yourself and just write them down and then surprise me at the end with oh, the things nice. that okay. you came up with. Yeah, yeah. And so you can just talk for the duration. So it'll no, be you, can you talk, doing the But podcast. you're not allowed no. to talk about anything that you're thinking about. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be really hard. I'll hold up a book and I'll just read random sentences from it. Honestly, some days I reckon that would be a better better system than what we do as it is. Alistair. Do you want me to try it right now? You got what? You got a book? Well, their hearts heavy, bellies empty, feet so tired and sore. Our desperados once again are desperately poor. Just whittling and a thinking and a pandering some more on how to make some more some money. From the wrong side of the law. Now, hang on. That's a poem. Maybe. I mean, it's it sounded just, a bit like the... Steinbeck. Um, it could be. I don't know. It's just uh, It's from this weird comic book that I have here that is, I think, maybe made in Melbourne. Oh, Glenjamin, cool. the book. It's a good name. Yeah. Ben By Glenn Jammin. Smith and Ben Hutchings. The complete issues one to three. Cool. It was, you know, it was very early on in the uh, in the series to sort of make a big compilation book. Mm. Um, sure. But, you know, it filled the book. I mean, I think you can release a best of you know, I I think well, I mean the first album of any band is by definition the best of, I guess. Um Yeah, unless unless they uh wrote some other songs that were better but then chose not to put them on the chose album. Chose not to include them, sure. Sure. But mm. uh, excluding that possibility, mm. you what you can do is you can release any album. <clears throat> well, any album, uh, any first debut uh, could could legitimately be released as the best of, or you could release an al- a debut album and then you can just release that album again, but under the yeah. name of the best of, and you're still you know technically, um, you, you know you, you're you're correct. Of course, I mean, <laughs> I think for any band, uh, however long their career is, I think. Um, Releasing a best of that is just a reissue of their first album. It's quite a funny thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. you're 20, 30 years into your career. You've got a, bu- you know, you've got dozens of studio albums uh, under your belt. And then just, and then you release a best of and it's just your first album again. Because also um, it would just be a pain having to re listen to all that material and try and choose which one is the best anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just go, technically, this was true at the time of printing the album. Mm. Mm. But also, we didn't get any better since yeah, our first no, album. There's that, yeah, there's that, there's that point that you're also making, of course. That's, that, that, um, that's there. And that was the bit that you were actually laughing at, so I apologize. No, I mean, well, I was, you know, if I was laughing, Alistair, and I was, it was at my own joke. So and I don't think you need to apologize. You've, you've listened to me right. And you've heard me go, <laughs> while I write. 
Steven. Can I tell you about something that's really fun that we get to do when we're working at Mad as Hell is Alistair and I sit next to each other, which is quite nice. And we send each other our scripts after we've written them to see if the other person can contribute and very often rescue the thing that we've uh, we've or written, if, you know, find any major glaring errors in sure, logic or sure. you know. or spelling. And spelling. Uh, my favourite thing is to sit next to Alistair while he reads my scripts and wait for him to to chuckle at something. And then I pop my head up over the partition. I say, "What was it you were laughing at?" And you want to know what it always is? Something that wasn't in my script. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching a video and I forgot that I was supposed to read your script. You got distracted. Or, or could it be something that you'd written? Or sometimes, Alistair, some, or some rare occasions, it's a laugh of derision or slight disgust. As oh, if to no. say, you wouldn't actually put this in a script, though, would you, Andy? <laughs> Andy, there are also some where I laugh at your, at your joke. Yeah, at for my the joke. Intent- no, but no, not for with the intent- my joke. For the intended, <laughs> I, you get the intended laugh. That does happen. That does happen. Mm. But of course, sometimes I do go, mm. were you fucking with me when you put that in there? Mm. <laughs> um, that's fine. Um, um, is we, this anything, Alastair? You know, I, oh, I, you know, you get off stage after a performance and you're like, I worry that they were booing at me and not booing with me. Is that anything? Yeah, I feel like it feels like that's at least a little bit of something because it's based mm. on the laughing at me and not laughing mm. with me. Yeah, I worry that they were howling with derision and demanding I get off the stage at me and not with me. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. No, it's okay. Um, I mean, if it was a booing <laughs> performance, if it was a booing, well, we've talked we've talked about that on the show on the on the oh, podcast okay. before. A new no. form of art where the Objective is to receive booze. No, I, I know, but that—that's. But what I'm suggesting is different. This is a booing performance. Mm, okay, so you go on stage and boo. Yeah. At the audience. Okay. I mean, it would be interesting to see what you could do with such a limited palette. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so okay, so what? So boo. Firstly, you got you got two meanings of boo. You got boo, I don't enjoy, I'm not enjoying this. And it's <laughs> yeah. bad. And you got boo, I'm trying to scare I'm, you. I'm a ghost. Yeah, yeah, I'm a ghost. Right? But then also, you can just be a kid jumping out from behind a door. Mm. You know, yeah, or even, that's true. at a pinch, a young man. Yeah, and, and boo, of course, can also mean your beloved, you know, your acute that you're, you're, yeah. you're hot for. Yeah, and um, then there's also books, which is you know, yeah, it's not, yeah. You're uh, right. <laughs> now you could, now you couldn't actually say book books. You couldn't ever pronounce the k there, but, but you could maybe imply that there's more to come. Yeah, yeah, with a mime, or hold up the letters K and S on a piece of oh, paper. Boo! Oh no, I think you can't say all. <laughs> No, no, you no. can't. Oh, yeah. I mean, boo, really, this boo. is the the epitome of the, the great art coming from constraints here because there's <laughs> already we've discovered so much within this. Yeah. Well, you know, if I, th- I think if you're limiting now yourself to, a, you know, a, a some kind of show that has both negative emotions, displeasure, right? Mm. Uh, at least a ghost 
at least <laughs> a child or young person. Mm. Um, it feels like that's a, you know, it's a two-hander. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's know. coming together. The characters are, are forming in front of my mind. And it's, I mean, if you're what's, allowed to What's mind, really good about this, Alistair, yeah. is that it's going to be so quick to write the dialogue because we're just going to copy and paste the word boo over and over again, right? Yeah. And sometimes, right, you know, for pages and pages and pages. That's the hardest bit done. And then all we've got to do is put in some stage directions, you know, put in some context. But how satisfying would it be to know that within minutes of starting your script, you've already scripted the entire, every, every piece of dialogue. I and, mean, yeah. And then it's I just whittling away. The, a purist, the purist in me wants all the... The purist in me wants all the, the, the stage directions to also <laughs> to be, be the boo. word boo. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand that maybe as long as it's not, you know, yeah, um, on stage, I guess we could probably well, have stage. I mean, directions. one of the one of the problems, Alistair, is that you know you see the word boo, boo, boo written over and over and over again like that. It's going to start to look like boob, isn't it? You're going to uh, yeah, see a lot of true. boobs on that page. Yeah. And, you know, that maybe that's just another layer. Well, that, yeah, Alistair, and that might already be the nothing. case. This is nothing. <laughs> this is infuriating conversation. Um, yeah, you think so? Okay. It's... <laughs> is it... <laughs> what? Is it, is it because you think we won't do it? Is it because I think we won't do it? Won't, won't write and perform a, a, a boo... A boo-based show. I think it has no reason to exist other than, <laughs> you know, we started this sentence. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know that there's any way that we could put this into a context where it would be funny or even watchable or even a makeable. Okay, well, I'll try to make a case for it, but you might have to call me back because you've gone completely digital and I can't understand you anymore. All right, I'll call you back. Okay. You, you make your case while I'm calling you back. Sure. Okay, so I think that the Boo art form would be worth making because I think people would be interested in seeing a show with such... A intense constraint. Andy, are you back? Mm. Yeah, I am here. Yeah, oh, how do so I sound? Good to hear you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make that good a case for it. I'm coming through clear. Yeah, you know, you're coming through clear. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, that's that's now, great. Do you ever think, Alistair, yeah. that um, everything on Earth? Is if there is if there is life on other planets, yeah. every everything on Earth is an alien creature to them, right? If there and is life on Earth, if no, if there's but, life on other planets, then everything yeah. on Earth is an alien life form to them, yeah. right? And everything and, and and the way in which we picture alien life forms as being bizarre and unsettling and even sometimes beyond our capacity to imagine. Yeah. That's everything on Earth to to this alien 
creature. Well, you know, you know what you could really do because let, let's say we have been visited by aliens, right? Yeah. Um, even if it's been multiple times, it's probably mo- it's probably all from the same planet, right? Sure. Now, we understand that the likelihood of being visited by aliens is unbelievably small. But the likelihood of being visited by two aliens mm, from two different yeah. planets yeah. is, you know, I mean, that's laughable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unlikely, I it. would say. Yeah. Um, I'd agree. So, but, but, but we could, if, if, let's say we did, we were able to visit aliens, mm. we should, as a prank... <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if people have done a lot of stuff on the, uh, on the sort of, it's probably what, what social sciences are for, uh, mm. to study what the best way of first contact would be. Yeah. And I think that sure we show up, right. But then that we send in some dogs or something like that, but in a completely different looking ship. Right? Yeah. So they'll be and, like, these are probably from another planet, another yeah. planet altogether. Well, they don't look anything like these guys because they probably won't know anything about ecosystems and things like that, variety of species. They'll be a monospecies sure. cult, you know, planet probably. Probably, yeah. Their whole ecosystem, sense. everybody in the ecosystem does everything. It's like that philosophy mm. of soccer. You know, oh, we used to be like, oh, we'll have defenders, we'll have forwards, and we'll have midfielders and things like that. But actually, eventually, it was just, they just thought, oh, it might be better. Well, let's if we just, just have all... a bunch of really good soccer players. Yeah, let's just get all around <laughs> good soccer players in every position. Yep. Right? And that's what this, their ecosystem did. So, and then sure. we send in like, we send in some gorillas. I don't really fuck with them. You know, and we send it in like a bubble ship or something like that. And we we send octopu- octopuses, octopodes. Yeah. Pa- pa- pardon me. Yeah. We send some octopodes. Um, and now, and, and what? This is a prank. This is just as a prank. This is as a prank. But we have I to go first, alien, probably, just so we can prank set up the cameras. Is a really good idea. Yeah. Can I tell you what is also a, a would would be a good short film? Right. It's aliens arrive. Uh, on a on a planet, okay, yeah, and they find some of the local organisms, and they grab them, and they take them back to their ship, and they probe them, and they'd be like, "Whoa, this is really weird," and then they take them back to their zoo or whatever. But what they don't realize is that they did land on that planet at the exact same time as another alien ship, and the Aliens that they've grabbed and probed and taken off to their zoo yeah. aren't actually from the planet. They just happen to bump into. It's a crazy coincidence, but an infinite universe has got to happen. Andy. I like it. I like uh, it. They, yeah, they just got some alien, other aliens, and you know maybe the aliens got some of them as well. And they just did a little alien exchange, and then they never got an Earthling. They didn't get a single Earthling. Maybe there are but some they, Earthlings watching this take place from a distance, <laughs> and they're yeah, and they're pro, they're probing and they're interrogating these aliens, asking them questions about Earth. But they don't know anything about Earth. Neither of them know anything about Earth, 
and they just assume that they're really good at lying or I don't know something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, oh, you don't. Gosh, our, our whole studies of this planet from afar never they seem so incorrect based mm. on what we've gathered from here. It doesn't even seem like you can breathe the atmosphere. The atmosphere there. How did you even evolve? I suppose not, everything, not every creature like... would have to breathe, right? Sure. I mean, is the breathing thing just a... It's a result of cellular life. It's a it's a need of cellular life, but we'll, we, you know they might find another way to create life. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it would it it's entirely possible that you could have a an organism that just needs two different types of food, right? You know, yeah. And one type of food is how you get your oxygen. One type of food is how you get your you know your sugars. Your, your yeah. carbs, and you combine those two things in your digestive system without respiration being involved at all. There probably you know even be, are creatures on Earth that do that. You know it would be cool? To just what? like, for there to be like a, you could just get an oxygen cube, you know, like an oxygen mm. cube or pill type thing that mm. just has all the oxygen you're going to need for the day. That's right. really good. And you just got to swallow it, but into your lungs. <laughs> oh, okay. So you've got to like choke on it for a second. Yeah. It's got to be like, <gasps> and then it's just, you go, oh, wow. It's just giving it perfect access. You know, it could just be frozen. You know, it could be just a block of frozen uh, oxygen inside a dissolvable container, but the dissolvable container protects you from the coldness of the frozen oxygen totally yeah i i I think this is really possible i mean it's 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 also possible that you'd get like an uh you know like girls can get the uh the implanon thing where it's like under their skin it's got the the contraceptive chemicals and it just slowly releases over the course Mm. of uh however long a month or six months or something like that you get that with oxygen you know, and you just get it like shoved up under your, under in front of your stomach or something like that. They could even make the the capsules, make it in the shape of some abs, so it looks like you've got abs. Oh when yeah, you've just got well, you know, it would packs it would work there. if they, it would work if they just use those Nescafe capsules. Mm, great, like the, and it just dissolves know, into your bloodstream over a month. Yeah, but like yeah, the idea that you could just pop them all in there. Yeah, sliding them in would be so satisfying. Looking at your bulging abs at the beginning of the month, right? And then, and then, you know, and Nescafe could do it. We could get Clooney involved to advertise mm, it. Great, you know, because you know, yes, Clooney drinks coffee, but you know what else he does? He breathes, and he's tired and that's of it. Very like down to earth of him. <laughs> very down to earth. Mm. Do you think? Would you think finally getting to not breathe would be satisfying? I think it'd be really unsettling for a long time. Yeah. 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 I think imagine having that and one of those I think it would, it would I think it would always feel like you were you were choking even though you weren't. Yeah. You'd get to oh, live in a permanent really state of choking. And then you, what would you what would you meditate on? You'd be like, oh, focus on your breathing. I'm not, mate. 
Yeah. What would you focus focus on on your blinking or something? (laughs) Farting? Maybe. Well, you know, you know what I think if you had those ice cubes, those, you know, oxygen cubes in your, in your lungs, and then you Mm. also had one of those mechanical hearts that just word away, but doesn't pump, pumps your blood. Yeah. At a, at a Mm. constant rate rather than actual pumping. Yeah. I think that would be a real good mixture of being like, whoa. I do not yeah. feel normal. Well, you'd like run so silently. It would be like being an electric car. <laughs> you know? Running into people on the track who don't hear you coming. <laughs> don't, they don't hear you breathing or your heart beating. It, yeah, well, because I mean, I? you know, one big thing, no, sure, you might hear the footsteps, coming. but really you're hearing somebody coming up behind you going, mm. <sighs> like that, you know. When are we going to get a self-driving body? Have we talked about this already? Probably. It feels like something we would have talked about. Yeah. But I mean, the so idea the, I think of, that idea that you can just like yeah, we've have a day off work this. and then it just goes to work and then you wake up when you get home or whatever. Yeah. Or you're just thinking about other stuff. You could be awake, but you could be looking at your phone or whatever while your body moves around. Yeah. We talked about this for parenting. That's right. We were giving over control of all our limbs to uh, things with big probes that stick into your skin and stimulate your nerves to make you move and flop around in a in a way that achieves the goals of parenting while you're either asleep or watching something on your on your glasses screens. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm so, so good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we have five sketch ideas. So should, well, actually, we think Great. we have six. Should yeah. I um? <clears throat> Should I take us to three words from a listener? I think that would be the right thing to do. Um, Andy, I'm taking us to three words from a listener. I don't know if you know this, but we got listeners. And some of mm. them, if they want, can support us on Patreon. And they can give us $3. And that allows them to send in a <coughs> suggestion for words that we use to make up a sketch. And today's words come from James Roy. James Roy. James Roy. James Hello, James Roy. Roy. Here he Thank comes. You. Wait, here comes James Roy. That name Hello, really. Roy. You sound like a very successful TV director with a name like James Roy. Absolutely. Do you know that Here Comes That Boy uh, no. TikTok that was famous? No. Man, you would love that reference. Oh, sorry. Um, it's very, it's a very beautiful little thing, and then people have contributed. So it's just a lady singing that. She's, I think she's riffing a, a melody, while a cat approaches. Right mm. here comes the boy. Hello, boy. Welcome, something like that, right? And then on TikTok, yep. people have contributed to it by playing piano along with it, oh, and then adding nice. like some violin and horns and shit like that. And it becomes an unbelievably beautiful song that makes me want to weep almost every time I hear it. Oh Even maybe God. now while I'm thinking about it. Oh, Alistair. But, <laughs> but as we all know, your bar for weeping these days is so incredibly low. Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually... Your bar is so low that it is actually submerged in the lake of tears in which you constantly stand. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, here comes James Roy. <laughs> Hello, Roy. <laughs> Alistair, you're gonna fall. You're gonna you're gonna cry. Stop it. <laughs> it's okay. Crying doesn't stop me from coming up with ideas. Um, 
And so you want to guess what James Roy's yes, words are? I do. Legs. No, so the first it's one what? is legs. No, it's not. It's <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, second word. Women. No. It's going to be the title of the no. movie, What Women Want. Oh, very close. No, it's is. Is, but it is quite a feminine sounding word. I think. It is, yeah. The mass, the Chad, it, and not the, only it is, but also is is. Mm. Um, what do you think is the third word, Andy? And can I give you a hint? Mm. For the third word. I don't know if you, if this word, is a standard word. It could be a twist on a on a, on a word that you already know. What so now instead of just thinking of a word, once you think of that word, change it a little. Cug. What cug. Was, that a, was that a change on cog? Uh, cup. <laughs> Is it cug? No, it was infinity, question mark. Oh, what is infinity? Well, it has one of the same letters. Uh, what is Unfinity? I think we might have... Have we talked about Unfinity on this well, before? Unfinity. So, Finity itself mm. would be just finitity, mm. right? Finity. Which actually yeah. sounds more like linked to fineness. To me, Unfinity, it means nothingness, but it goes on forever. You know, like yeah, which, uh, which I guess I guess does sound like the thing that a universe would be born in. Yeah, well, I mean, the universe I think was universe was born into the, the universe is unfitted. <laughs> <laughs> this is the anti-universe. The anti-universe is the universe, yeah. uh, um, and it is unfitted. But. I wonder, is a univore, a univore, would that be somebody who only eats one thing? Or you maybe know, like a univore is somebody who only eat eats chips or something? Yeah, or only eats once? <laughs> only, eat, yeah. Uh, a, it could be a, a monovore. Yeah, monovore might be only one thing. Yeah. Univore, wait, let's see, universe, unicept. I oh, know that's, what's a unicept? UNICEF. Don't, 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 don't. We can't go down. We can't go down this route. <laughs> UNICEF. What is infinity? Okay. So, I mean, it, it, it. To me, it does feel like the opposite of infinity, even though it's probably not right. Like, because in, in this situation, in already means the opposite of finite. So, yeah. Um, unfinite. Probably Actually, means the same thing. Infinity, kind of to me, seems like the place because you know. So you know, you, you know this about me, right? This new thing on about me that I don't believe in infinity. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's my new thing, right? And I and I'm absolutely allowing it to define me. And you know, this can't die on me or anything like that. It's not a thing that can be taken away. I can believe this for the rest <laughs> I of can my hold life. Hold on to it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm not like Norm, who just passes. 
This uh, nobody can take me not believing in infinity away. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I don't believe in infinity, but your belief, I don't believe in it. Your I don't believe in belief in infinity is going to live forever. It's going to live gonna forever, live. like me. Um, <laughs> to and, the very but, end of time and beyond. But I don't believe. See, this in is infinity. this is it, Alistair. If you don't believe in infinity, then by its very definition, you're suggesting that your non-belief in infinity must end at some point, right? Or the real, the non-reality of infinity must come to an end. And therefore, it contains the seeds of its own destruction. You, it's not possible. to. It's not, it's not a logical point, uh, standpoint to suggest that infinity doesn't exist. Because if it didn't exist, eventually it would stop not existing and it would start to exist. Ergo, infinity must exist. This is exactly... this. I might sound like a fucking idiot for saying this, but this is exactly the level of debate and, <laughs> and logic that you get from ancient Greek philosophers, and they're some of the greatest minds of all time. So I don't know if that's true. just put me up on that, um, on that ancient Greek pedestal. Um, look, I think... That, but my my the, the the one quirk on my not believing in infinity thing is that I don't believe it in it as a real thing, as in like I don't believe that it exists in the real world. But where I do believe infinity can exist is in the realm of things that don't exist. The ah. amount of things that don't exist, I think, is infinite. Mm, and that's probably what infinity is. It's all the things that aren't. Is that and, what you're suggesting? Yeah, and I think that in a in a story we have to go there. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It's a great way of um yeah, I mean it's it's another way to look at the multiverse, right? It's if, if the multiverse exists, um then you could talk about a a good way to talk about all the rest of the multiverse that we aren't in is as infinity. Mm. It's all the things that aren't. Yeah. I have this theory that in an infinite universe, not necessarily everything can happen. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because there there are some things that seem impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Some things seem impossible. So maybe no universal... This brings me back to me and my not believing in in infinity. You can't have an infinite universe. Um, now, what happens now? Why is somebody going to infinity? Maybe because they're not satisfied with what what mm. happens in the world and, and with their life. Yeah, it would be a pretty cool way to be able to get new things, right? Oh, would yeah. be able to be, would be able to go directly into infinity. Like at the moment, there, and you come back and you got to be like, look at this—a bridge wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, Alistair. And at the moment, if you want to have something new that's never been seen before, you've got to come up with it. You've got to make it. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. But if you could just reach directly into infinity, everything you pulled out would, by definition, be totally novel. And, and you know, in our in our time of instant gratification... 
people are gonna people are gonna want that. I love it. Yeah. Um, so is that a sketch sends, idea? <laughs> dissatisfaction with the world sends someone to infinity. Well, I think it's just a little hole. I think it might even come in the form of a bag. So it looks like you're reaching into a bag to pull these things out, but it's actually a portal to the infinite. Mm. Yes, so it's, it could but be, it's always it could a lucky a dip. Hole, you never know what you're getting. Could just be a hole get. you find in your in your in your girl in your cupboard pants cupboard in your pants Imagine cupboard. That. You could only activate this thing by putting your thumb through your fly from the inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you can pull anything, and then your thumb goes through, like the actual portal there is through the fly. <laughs> yeah. But Does that mean that when you, you open your pants to pee, you're placing your dick into the infinite? No, because as soon as you unbu- unbutton it, the, the portal is broken. Right. So you just... The only way you can get there is by putting your thumb through. And then you can bring anything back that you can pull in with your thumb. <laughs> you can hook with your thumb. Yeah, great. Okay. I love this, Al. Yeah. I love it. It's great. And the craziness of it is there's a lot of fucking insane things that don't exist. And then the first, <laughs> yeah. the first place you're pulling them by is your, <laughs> is out of your genital pants. region. <laughs> well, this is a really good concept for a, for a sort of a, a 90s sitcom. You know, it's up there with your goodnight sweethearts. And mm. it's just, uh, you know, I, I, it's a strange portal. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit Felix the Cat, which I realize isn't a 90s sitcom, but they did remake it as an animation in the 90s. So I think I get away with it. Oh, so did, that, did Felix the Cat used to be a live live action thing? No, no, no. But uh, they made, remade it, another animation. Sorry. Okay, right. I, don't, I, don't I thought maybe initially important. it was just a guy wearing a, a suit. Yeah. Um, but maybe eventually you would send like a vacuum cleaner down through your pants and out the, out the hole after mm. you activated the portal with your thumb. Mm. And maybe you'd put like a little camera on it so that you could see and you'd just try to suck things up. Yeah. <laughs> From the infinite. <laughs> I I think a no I I prefer the concept where you don't know what you're going to get and the, this person can just reach in through their pads, pull yeah. things out and it, they you know every week they've got to get themselves out of scrapes and tricky scenarios. And they just have this to keep lucky pulling dip things of out. weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wonder like what MacGyver, it would look like. But, but with pulling things out of your pants. Yeah. You wouldn't believe uh, what this guy was able to pull out of his pants. <laughs> all right. You think I should read us through the sketch ideas? I think that's the best thing for all concerned. All right. We got three guns, the character. Yeah. He can hold and fire three guns. Oh, Finn's just come in. I'm just on doing a podcast. I'm just recording a podcast. Do you want to say hello into the microphone? Hello. Do you want to say oh. what your name is? F. Finn. Yeah. Hi, hi, Finn. Uh, um, Al is on my headphones, and I'm talking to him at the moment. We're just about to finish the show, so do you want to say bye bye to everyone? Do you want to say bye bye? The line has gone past.
Oh, you're looking at the thing on the screen. Yeah, there's a line that goes past on the... That's what shows what I'm recording. But I've just got to finish it now so I can come out and play with you. So can you go out I the door? I even got a Band-Aid. You got a Band-Aid? Oh, that's great. Well, I'll like to see it soon. But you go out the door and then I can it's finish my show. My arm. On your arm. Okay, I'll, I'll be out soon. <laughs> Bye. Oh. <laughs> anyway. That's nice. It's one of that's my nice. many Every... sons. So slowly, slowly but surely, we're revealing all the members of our families yeah. uh, on, on the pod. We're we're soft launching them. The worlds are, are collapsing, colliding together. Yeah, the tank used to be sealed, hermetically sealed. Yes, hermetically sealed. <laughs> okay, we got four bipedal options. Mm. This is the realization that we've been only using one of four bipedal options for getting around. And people, there starts being a bit more variety of it. And some people believe that there should be equality of the limbs who, who get to be uh, peds, the feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people want to use, think it's it's only right to use one arm and one leg. And then amongst that somewhere, there's also the idea of maybe using the head. <laughs> um, yes. as a produ- As a sort of a, a method of being more efficient and pr- productive. And I think that's its own idea, but right, you know, whatever you um, need, Al. Okay, wait, head. head it's, it's the horror head, you know, the way it comes towards walking, you like that. Um, for productivity, because you can, um, because you can also talk and walk at the same time. Hmm. And so it's extra productive. Then that yeah. frees up your let your feet to do other things like knitting or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, kicking. Kicking, yeah. Uh, then we got new joints to revolutionize mm. dancing. This is <laughs> some people who I guess feel like they've learned they've they've done everything that they can do with the body that they've got. And you can chuck a hinge in there. You can chuck it. Chuck a hinge. You can, you know, any any a point of articulation could get a new joint and add extra range of motion, full body range of motion. Mm. You know, then we got alien prank show. That's when we make first contact with aliens, and then we send a bunch of other creatures from Earth, but give them, put them in different sh- ships, and we make them make the aliens think that they're getting invaded from lots of different planets, right? And they're like, are these guys with you? And we go, no, we have no idea who they are. Then we go down first so that we can set up the cameras. The and it'd be cameras. great with dogs because because we can't even communicate with them, right? We can't talk to dogs. This is mm. perfect, Alistair. Yeah, it's perfect, except the dogs will be like sniffing us and be like, where's your food? And they'll know that we have food. And then they'll be like, suspicious that these creatures also eat food. No, well, they won't though, because they won't. They won't have an understanding of that. Because remember, they're a monoculture. Sure, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Well, but then anyway, look, they eventually they'll figure it out. But I guess hopefully by then we will be up front with our new friends. And... <laughs> well, by then the the show will have broadcast. The ratings will be in the can. And yeah, it won't matter. That's true. I guess yeah, you can apologize, and we can do that thing like on those just for laughs kind of weird pranks that they do in Montreal where they then point to the camera and everybody goes, oh, good one. I thought a guy, the yeah. chef was being really rude. <laughs> um, 
aliens accidentally abducting other aliens who were also invading. Mm. Yeah, I think that's look, Andy. I think that's a good scenario. It's a, it's a little funny little thing. You could put that in a Twilight Zone. I think you know it's kind of like that thing where people do where they I've seen on YouTube where they they call up two pizza places at the same time on two different phones <laughs> and then yeah. they let them they go hi um this is Papa John's and the other one goes like hi this is Pizza Hut what do you want to order and they go <laughs> what do you want to order <laughs> you know ah good stuff yeah then we got uh, frozen oxygen cubes that are swallowed so that you into your lungs so that you can stop stop breathing finally. Just it just releases got, enough oxygen for the day. I've got another really good sci-fi try guys idea. Now I know that Alistair and I have been bad with doing sci-fi try guys recently. Yeah. But I have a good idea and I'm excited to write it. All right. Well maybe I'll I'll attempt in the next couple of days to write this something about the infinity. Yeah. Uh, and then the final sketch idea that we have here is dissatisfaction with the world. Send someone to infinity. Um, so I hope I'm not giving away too much about my story, but uh, there you have it. Everybody, everybody, make your body. Oh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to In The Think Tank. We really think that's great that you do that. You can support us on Patreon. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. He's at Alistair TB. Uh, you can review us. We're on, at Two and Tank. Yeah. We're thinking of charting soon on uh, oh. on Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, we're thinking about yeah. charting. So if you can – okay, everybody could review us because we're looking, we're looking to start charting about eight, mm. nine years into this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we think this is when we might start hitting the charts. Come on, um, fingers crossed. So I think I think if a thousand reviews were written in the next two days, we might start charting. But you know, we'll see. Well, that's we'll in see. your hands. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, we we <laughs> love, love you. You we do. I mean it. Bye. See ya. Bye. Toodoo. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.